0: hello there everybody it's skip clark it is the inner harbor cast 92.1 the wolf thank you uh for tuning in and uh watching a great show if you're watching this before the 6th of january this is the guy you're going to see at the lost horizon uh, a lot of talk about sam grow and uh, sam thank you so much for joining us today it's so good to see you man
1: man good to see you too thank you for having me skip i appreciate you very very much
0: yeah, right back at you. Um, where is home for you? You say you're just outside Nashville, but before growing up, you're from the Northeast, right?
1: Yeah, so I was born in Maryland, okay, uh, and raised in a little town called Winfield, Kansas, and uh, and then my dad he took a job. My dad was a lineman; he worked on power lines across mm-hmm. the country. And when I was about twelve, he uh, Hurricane Isabel came up the uh east coast and ripped up a bunch of power lines so my dad retook a job in maryland um so we moved back and i lived there for a little while and then i've been in Nashville for almost 10 years now
0: you know they say it's a 10-year town this could, yeah. be, this could I, be it dude. And from your lips to god <laughs> <laughs> i love it hey uh so have you been through the at syracuse at all have you been through here
1: i have i have and i i love it you know the the funny thing is man is the first time i came to syracuse and like the uh upstate new york area i was on tour with kelly pickler and, uh, i was terrified because i didn't think anybody in new york was going to be uh into country music at all so i was riding right man they are gonna hate me for sure they'll like her because at least she's pretty but <laughs> you know like, <laughs> And uh, and we got there, and I had never seen more camo in my entire life. And yeah. it's just some of the greatest people in upstate New York. So now we we go there as much as we can. I, yeah. I, I
0: that's that's so cool. We did a show with Kelly a while ago. I don't think you're on the bill though. That a lot of years ago. Um, I remember that very well. I'll have to look at my pictures that when we get off here. But uh, yeah, definitely some good stuff. So you're coming to town this weekend. And uh, you're going to be rocking out a place they call the Lost Horizon. Uh, yeah. tell, us, tell us a little bit about your show.
1: You know, so we started doing this thing in 2020 when they tried to take our jobs away. Uh, <laughs> I stayed at home. I was a, a good Boy, I stayed at home and listened for about the 45-day measure that they first put out. And uh, I shot every gun I owned and caught every fish that I wanted to catch in my pond. It was glorious (laughs) while there. Uh, And then I got super bored. So in 2020, I looked up all the state regulations. um, And even in like the really strict Northeast states, you could still have 10 people over in your backyard um, to hang out. Mm -hmm. So. I called my manager and I was like, "Hey man, I'm going to go and play at people's houses." And he laughed and he was like, "You just got we just got off of our bus tour and all that and he goes, "You're going to pull your tour bus up to people's houses." And I was like, "No, that would look ridiculous. I'd look like like I'm remodeling homes or something." And I said I'm just going to drive my truck. Mm-hmm i don't think anybody is going to want to book that he said but if they do i'm happy to help you and uh so i did what any grown man would do and posted a facebook status and uh posted the status and within four hours i had 33 shows in 17 states and he asked how many i wanted to book and i said all of them so in 2020 we played 87 shows from california (laughs) All the way back across the east coast all acoustic all in people's backyards and it was one of like the most enjoyable times i've had in my career so then when things started to open back up the people it's a waiting list and we would sell out thank you lord and uh so when people wouldn't be able to have us come and play acoustic at their house they were like, will you please just bring and play a few public shows? So then in 2021, we started doing these acoustic public shows and selling them out. People wanted to come and see that kind of vibe. Um, So now every year at the first of the year, uh, it's just me and my guitar player. And we travel around and play acoustic. I tell all the stories of the songs and, and play the songs intimate and, you know, really create a connection. Right. with.
0: You know what? You proved them wrong by going to the, uh, you know, doing that tour and hitting up the backyards. And you're not the only artist that has done that. And they said they loved every bit of, bit of it. Uh, we had, um, just to throw a name out, Drew Baldridge. Very yeah. good guy, very good friend. He, um, he did the same thing. He goes, we had him here for a show about a month ago, a couple of months ago now. And he was like, you know, I've been here before. I played in a town called Tully. I played in backyards. I'm going, are you kidding me? He goes, yeah. no, I've been all through here. And he did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Man. it's cool.
1: It, it's an amazing experience
0: and it it does
1: create a different kind of friendship and connection with the people who already listen to your music. I mean, we're already blessed in the fact that people allow our music to be in their life, everyday life, and then to be able to be welcomed into their actual homes and yeah. learn their family and meet their friends and learn all their stories as a songwriter it's amazing because we get to kind of i get to draw inspiration from all that and then the the travel and just the reconnection i really feel like i have hundreds of friends across the country now that i know on a personal level
0: so you write all of your songs correct i do everything that you perform is something that sam grow has written
1: Yes, I do have some outside, I have two outside cuts that I've put in my career, um, and it was my very, very good friends that pitched it, um, and th- the current song that we're working right now is called Loretta, mm-hmm. and that was by my my buddy Johnny Gates, he wrote it by himself, and the minute I heard the hook, I was personally attached to it, and uh, I was lucky enough he let me record it.
0: Yeah, Now that's a tribute to uh, Loretta Lynn, if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah that's cool
1: At definitely a tip of the hat to her and yeah. ever heard anybody describe heartbreak like that before uh you know johnny's hook in the song you know was i miss you like the radio mrs loretta lynn and i thought wow what a beautiful way to describe sadness you know um so i i look now luckily it gets to be a part of my career and i can play it every night so selfishly i'm really pumped that he let me cut that
0: song <laughs> You've got a a new project. You're going to drop it uh, pretty quick here, right? In the next couple of weeks? January 19th, a brand new album called Avalon Avenue. Avalon Avenue. I saw it posted. I'm going, this is going to be really good. And I was listening to some of the tunes before we went out with the cameras and all that today. And uh, it's like, wow. I said, why isn't this guy on the radio? But then again, I I think, wow, look at the success that you're having. You're selling out these venues. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Sam?
1: I've been so blessed that we live in a a world now where people are more curious about new music than they've ever been. And there's so many different avenues for people to discover new artists and music, and then they become extremely passionate about right. know, that. And uh, and that's been my story. You know, people find me by listening to somebody else, you know, and then they find my music and they feel like they've got this little secret, you know, and they share it with their friends and it's just turned into this, this little niche of a club of people who listen to my music. And I've been so blessed to get other opportunities to, you know, go and play, uh, you know, with other artists that again, give me an opportunity to share the stage with them and then their friends leave that show, you know, and it's been a, you know, just a, a little, (laughs) <laughs> uh, grind of a club you know just an underground thing and um i've never i never did music to be like famous i never did it to for the glitter i've always just wanted my goal always my prayer has always been just to be able to make music uh for a living job so i've just been happy living in this you know area now being able to to write songs put them out and make a great living at it You know.
0: Gotta love that too. What are you sitting in right now? Is that a uh, yeah, this is this is
1: actually my Chevy's in the driveway, but uh, (laughs) and it's funny because that's the truck I do my backyards and bonfires in. But (laughs) my wife's Ford Bronco right now, Uh, nice. What year? This is a 2022. Sweet, yeah, it's it's a nice ride, man. It's the Outer Banks version, and we got going to north carolina every year for a family vacation and uh we've actually got to test out the sand mode that this thing does and it's it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet Yeah, we've
0: done that you get down on the outer banks and you go you can go up to uh was it corolla yeah where where there's all these homes and the fire department is there and there's humongous beautiful homes but everything is sand and the wild horses and yeah yeah that's cool you
1: normally, if you're just riding in something normal, you have to let a little bit of the air out of the tires to ride yeah. out to the beach. But luckily, in this thing, you don't. You can just pop it in sand mode, and it's ready
0: to go, which is pretty That's sweet. It is sweet. You graduated from the uh, I remember the van to the tour bus, yeah. and uh, that happened a few years ago, which is pretty cool. Now you don't have to worry about taking uh, you know the vehicles on the road or anything like that. You got and and do you have like the uh, well? Is it just you and the tour bus, or do you have your guitar player, or the rest of the band? My
1: so when we tour acoustics just me and my guitar player and brad cool. comes along he he does you know he's my my manager but when we do the acoustic stuff he loves to come out on the road with us and explore it's just a lot more freedom when you're just traveling with a few guys and doing acoustic stuff you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've known uh i've known brad for quite a few years and yeah, uh extremely high
1: of you as well
0: yeah he, he's definitely a good guy a radio guy and i feel when i talk to artists like you me being on the other side of it on the, on the radio side. And, and I hear of artists that have brought on board, I shouldn't say like seasoned radio professionals. They get it. They know, they know where to take you. They know what to do. They know how to handle radio because they've been there as opposed to the opposite. So,
1: Oh man, honestly, that was the most organic relationship that I've ever had in my career. Brad, he, he found me on YouTube Mm -hmm. and playing me and, uh, this was back when I first moved to town, like 2017. Uh, he found my music, uh, ripped it off of YouTube, started playing it. And I was an independent artist charting in the top 50 because <laughs> high ranked station and put me in full rotation. So he just took a chance on me when he didn't even know me. And, uh, We became really good buddies, Um, and then when the time came that I needed a manager, they were kind of shopping me around to some of the big management's in town. And I was like, I don't know these people, and you know, like, yeah, they're if they're picking a phone call, choosing between me or Brantley Gilbert, I sure hope they're going to pick the phone up for Brantley. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, and I, no offense, I love that, but Mm -hmm. I'd like it to be somebody that you know is kind of a champion. And luckily, Brad was you know video has had such a shake up man and uh he was leaving the station and he was about to go to boise idaho because brad's kind of one of those guys that whenever stations were doing bad they hire him and then he makes them number one station. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's what they do
1: so he was getting ready to go and i called him and i was like do you really want to go to boise idaho and he was like no and i <laughs> And he goes, I don't know anything about management. I was like, sure, just pretend I'm one of your like terrible radio stations and, you know, act like that, you know, like (laughs) take those terrible stations, figure out a way to make them number one, help me do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so he He sold his house and he moved down to Tennessee and we've
0: been partners ever since. There you go. It's average, uh, average Joe's, if I'm not (laughs) mistaken, correct? Didn't they, um. Was back in the day, was Montgomery Gentry on average, Joe's? I think they were, and I think Low Cash might have been on average, Joe. Yep, with uh, Tony Morial behind. Yes, him. that's it, Tony. Yes, I
1: love Tony too. Everybody loves Tony. Yep,
0: good guy, yep. good guy. Uh, Sam, how would you describe your music for somebody that doesn't even know who you are, but they're watching this, or why should they come out and see you and and all that? How would you do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love country music because of the storytelling. Uh, So, all my songs possess the storytelling thing. Um, My dad, you know, grew up listening to classic country and also soul music as well. So, uh, I, you know, I listened up. grew up listening to that stuff and then also he introduced me to a lot of southern rock so i'm a blend of anything a good storytelling song with some rock and roll guitars and a little bit of soul as well uh i'm a a birth product of of that smorgasbord of music that my dad had me listen to
0: (laughs) so when did you start first playing guitar how old were you i was
1: i guess 12 or 13 years old uh, was the first time, and I actually had to borrow a guitar from a friend and prove to my dad that I was going to put in the work ethic to learn it. Um, my dad's super blue collar. Spending money was not something that you just did on a whim. Uh, so I had to learn some songs and play him some songs, and then after he saw that I was going to be serious with it, he went and bought me a, a guitar, and, and I started playing in the bars at <laughs> 13. Uh, cause he would convince the bartenders to let his son come in on off nights and play for tips. And that's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Felt- it's a story that I've heard many times. Yeah. And that's what gets you to where you are today. If you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Uh, if I wasn't doing music, I'd probably be, uh, alignment i i love watching my dad go and chase power lines and the excitement of a storm and going out there and working uh you know and with a team setting but also it's it's just a different kind of work and a different kind of adrenaline so i i and i love bucket trucks i loved being 90 feet in the air he'd take me up there when i was a kid and raise me up in bucket trucks and i just i love that so
0: probably that yeah i know there is a thrill to that uh, not that I was ever in a bucket truck like that, but I was a fireman for a lot of years. Oh, that's and we, awesome. in our plat we had platforms take you up 85, 90 feet.
1: Man, thank so. you for what you did, man. I appreciate it.
0: Not doing it now, but I appreciate everybody that is doing it. And yeah. uh yes, it was it was a lot of fun and and quite the experience. But getting back to it, it's all about you. This weekend, Lost Horizon. Um, the place is gonna be rocking, even though it's acoustic. You just look like that guy that's really going to let loose. I mean, I'm looking at the tats, I'm looking at the rings. I mean, dude, so cool.
1: Yeah, we try to we try to make it still very interactive and uh you know, upbeat. It's not me just playing a bunch of sad tunes, you know. I Right. I still uh, want everybody to have a a good time and enjoy it and interact. And that's the best part about these acoustic shows is I feel like if I can take a moment and talk to the audience and have them talk back to me, that's, that's part of the fun and the enjoyment of it, you know?
0: And I'm sure you've already been told this. The more you do that, the more your fan base builds. Oh yeah. You know, you you establish a relationship with your fans or with the people that are at these shows and they're never going to forget you.
1: Yeah completely different experience and it's something that i enjoy much more than the bigger shows to be honest when you do the big shows you don't feel like you get to have that connection with the audience and and that's what i love and am addicted to now of these acoustic shows is just being able to have more of a personal experience with the people who care enough like i'm so blessed that they want to let my music be in their life so to be able to have to talk to them about that and you know hang with them after the show and not be on some tight schedule or be a part of some festival where you get swooped away after 2 minutes of talking to someone i just like the freedom that these shows allow
0: i love that i love that i got to ask how many tattoos oh some <laughs> <laughs> i only got a couple i mean but yeah, still
1: and I'm on both arms so yeah that's cool yeah it's a lot of tattoos
0: a lot of meaning in those yeah. tats too
1: one means something for sure
0: now, when they did the one on the back of the hand that I can see on the camera, did that hurt? Because it's so close to the bone.
1: Honestly, the hand tats are a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. The, after you have them, you don't have knuckles for a few days because you're <laughs> up so much. So it's just you just look like a cankle of a hand. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it so that's a little uncomfortable after a while. But man, worth it. I I love these. Yeah. It looks but,
0: good, man. It looks thank- good. Some may disagree with us, but I think it looks good. Not a problem. I just have a couple. but uh, Well, the
1: first tattoo I ever got was on my hand, which is this treble clef. Okay. I was in a business class, and my teacher told me that if you ever got a tattoo past the collar of a long sleeve shirt, you'd never be able to work in corporate America.
0: Oh, please.
1: One of my first tattoos I got was a music note on my hand, so I would never have to work for corporate. (laughs) Good thinking, Sam. I
0: like it. (laughs) yeah uh I like your way of thinking. that's pretty cool so we're looking forward to seeing you uh this weekend uh here in syracuse uh if you watch this between now and Saturday make sure you get your tickets uh it's at the lost horizon I think tickets were only like fifteen or ten dollars ten yeah.
1: last minute ad of a show yeah we were lucky that they saw we were up there and they just wanted to throw us on a show so perfect uh, tickets gonna be a fun night and I'd love to meet some new people.
0: Absolutely. It's Sam Crow. Uh Sam, thanks for hanging out in the Weiss Bronco and uh having a little <laughs> bit of it. I don't does she know you're even in it? She's gonna go, oh, what are you doing in uh, my car? <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about that. So do you do you have any kids? I do. You do? I do. Yeah, I have
1: a couple. I have two girls.
0: Well, awesome. I have three girls. Oh, and I have one boy. God and boy. Uh, my daughters are grown and they've given me grandkids, but uh, there's there's something about having a daughter that's just I mean, you love them all, don't get me wrong. But, you know, daddy's girl. So that's
1: right, man. There's a different connection between a little girl and a dad for sure.
0: Yeah, you don't want anybody to mess with daddy's girl.
1: That's right. And, I,
0: and they got somebody to, yeah, somebody's going to be paying for it. So that's right. I hear you, brother. Hey, I look forward to seeing you on Saturday and do my best to get out to the show. And uh, is Brad coming along?
1: Oh, yeah, he'll be there. Right. You got him. I'm going to have see you.
0: I love it. All right, we'll see you there, Sam. Grow. It's uh, Cigars and Bars is the name of the tour, the acoustic tour, Cigars and Bars. Uh, make sure you check out the music. If somebody wants to check out your music right now, where can they go?
1: Anywhere they stream it or listen to it. I'm on all platforms. Wherever they like to hear me, I'm on there.
0: You're awesome, Sam. It's a pleasure talking to you. We've never talked before. I enjoyed this very much. Uh, definitely going to see you uh, this weekend. And a safe travels to the queues. Dress warm. Uh, we haven't had any snow yet. Well, a couple of inches, but it's really weird when it comes to the weather, so...
1: i'm coming man Uh, but i think we're gonna just miss it so (laughs) yeah i think
0: so they said something was coming up the coast i have no idea but i'll
1: be honest with you i love y'all's chicken wings man so if i get stuck up there a couple extra days i'm cool with it (laughs)
0: hey if you're in the area i'll get you hooked up for wings so come on all right we'll talk we'll talk when you get here i love it my friend all right sam grow thanks for joining us on the inner harbor cast for 92.1 today um we look forward to uh, hearing more of your music hopefully we can get some of that on the air for you as well it's going to be so cool like i said in the beginning i i believe it was on the podcast it's a 10-year town you've been there 10 years baby yeah. it's your turn it's your okay. time
1: from your lips to god man i appreciate it
0: there you go sam grow thanks so much man thank you Peace. brother stay right there all right